Hello and welcome to Dine With Me. I'm Callie Punchard, your podcast hostess with the mostess, food obsessive, tableware enthusiast and founder of Studio Dine. In this podcast, I chat with guests about what would make their dream dinner party, from the dishes they'd serve and the drinks they'd pair to their guests, music, hosting and more. If you're new to the podcast, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and then pour yourself a glass of whatever you're drinking and let's get into it. I am so excited to be chatting to Martin O'Dell today, the self-titled food waste disruptor and the founder of Legom Chef. After being a chef for over 15 years, he's gained an incredible audience of over 1 million followers across socials, having initially gained traction through his hilarious TikTok videos, where he educates people about food waste and encourages them to have fun with cooking using his fun and lighthearted approach. I've personally taken so much inspiration from his content, so I know you guys are going to love this one too. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. <laughs> how, um, how's everything going? What are you up to at the moment? Uh, lots of things, lots of things, secret projects, but uh, busy, busy, busy as always, so it's good. Nice, well, very excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, I've been following you for a while now. I found well, one of your t- one of your TikToks came up on my uh, my TikTok a while ago, and now I literally watch all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're the old algorithm is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. when, when, when you're in the algorithm, it's good. When you're not, it's uh, it's not so good. <laughs> no, no, you definitely want to be on their side, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been posting a few videos recently, and just people haven't like they've been like, "Where have you been?" And I'm like, I posted every single day, but sometimes you're like in it, and then sometimes uh, you're just out of it. But I don't understand social media at all. I just post videos that I enjoy, and that's it. Yeah, I feel like I've not I've not fully got TikTok yet. <laughs> I'm it's, trying, but it's not it's not working for me yet fully. How I would love it to. <laughs> no, I think you just have to sort of like drop all barriers and then just go yeah. headfirst into it and then just see what sticks and then whatever sticks, just crack on with that, really. That's all I've done. Yeah, I'm literally just throwing everything out there at the moment. Like, what do you like? What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I, uh, I sit in this position of like, I'm up there now and it's like, oh, I can say, just keep trying. Just keep trying and something will give. Yeah. But uh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, it is. It is super hard, but worth sticking with, I reckon. Absolutely. We'll Changed my life. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about you um, in case they don't follow you already? Yes. Um, so I'd say my name is Martin, uh, a.k.a. the Legom Chef. Um, and I basically, my messaging has completely changed in a, in a good way. But I, I teach people about um, cooking creatively and cutting out food waste in the home. Um, so I've been a chef for... It sounds weird, Twenty, almost 20 years. Um, and wow. I've worked in restaurants. I've worked at catering companies. I've done recipe development. I've done contract catering, big events, small events, private dinner parties, the lot. And um, over the last sort of five years, I've done my channels, which are yeah, educating people about food waste, specifically in the home, because that's where I feel we can have the biggest impact. Um, and yeah, just getting people excited about food again. Amazing. Well, I think it's great. I think any way that we can reduce food waste is is a plus and I think your videos really show people how like little things just in the home like you say yeah can, like I make those potato skins all the time <laughs> that, that that you uh that you posted about now and I've I've also shown so many other people how to make them too I'm like don't throw those potato skins away yeah you know you can just roast them and then you got crisps yeah it's great. that's it it is madness though, because like the you know the whole food waste thing in a, in a home is you know we, we, you know the stats say that that's like the biggest piece where food is wasted, which is quite hard thinking that you know the bigger companies are doing like supermarkets the amount they're wasting and stuff, but the numbers still point at us, which is quite sad in some way. But I always feel that there's like solutions to food waste which are really highbrow solutions, like how to make like carrot top pesto or how to use your beetroot leaves, and I'm like that cuts out so many people because if I go to a supermarket as a chef and someone who cares, I buy carrots that don't have carrot fronds because I don't want to deal with them. So it's just like we're giving solutions to these really small Mm. issues. Whereas if you end up just going, right, let's just eat the food we buy. That's the solution to food waste in the home. And that's where I've literally focused all my attention. Yeah, no, I think it's great.
Do you like being the host? Are you uh, are you into hosting? I am the hostess with the mostess. You. <laughs> <laughs> When you come over, it's a uh, it's, it's an occasion. I, I'm I'm a big fan of um, making like I had quite a few Jewish friends, and their uh, philosophy okay. with like parties and stuff is always like you can't run out of food. So I think there's part of that that's kind of like been pushed into me. So I've always been like we must have more than we actually need yeah. um, <laughs> when it comes to hosting a party. And I think a lot of people may be like, oh well, you're just buying for the sake of buying. But because I'm quite conscious about food waste in my home anyway, it's okay. Like I can I can deal with the excess. Um, but yeah, I'm a big. Uh, I think there's nothing worse than running out of food as well at a party. Oh God! Like <clears throat> I, I hate to say this, but we went away recently to Sweden, and we was at my uh, my wife's sister's house, and their eating habits are completely different to ours. So for breakfast, I don't really have breakfast. It was like cheese on toast, which was lovely. That's their Swedish way. But then lunch was like canapé portions i was sitting there like going i've skipped breakfast i've been stitched <laughs> up here <laughs> and i was sort of like oh, when's oh, when's dinner when's dinner and they'll be like oh not till six or seven there, I'll be like, <laughs> yeah exactly so um yeah it's always i'm always about like you know i, I would always think ahead as well like, i've got quite a few friends that are vegan i've got friends that just don't care about veganism so it's always about like how do you sort of host for them as well which uh, i quite enjoy as a chef so yeah nice so um, we're going to be talking about your dream dinner party today. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, are you going to be hosting it or, or are you going to have somebody else host for you? I would absolutely love to host it. If it's my dream dinner party and I Amazing. can make it come true, then I'll, I would host. <laughs> um, I'd probably rope in a few favours uh, and a bit of help from some certain people. But uh, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to host it. Amazing. What's, uh, what's your favourite thing about being the host? Like, are you a host amongst all of your friends? Do people come round to yours or...? Do you, do you like being hosted by others? Do you feel do you feel more comfortable being the host? <laughs> I'm such I'm so easy. I think <clears throat> there's two things to it. One thing is that if I go to people's houses, there's this instant thing of like you're a chef, you're going to worry about the food. Whereas I'm like serve me a piece of toast and I'm happy. I'm so chill. But on the other side of it, I love having people over and sort of like almost like fussing over people. You know, like going oh like what can I get you and like. I'm, I'm such a people person. So making people happy is like the one thing I love doing. So that's why like, I suppose my content on TikTok is just like the thing that I feed off is people going like, this makes me laugh. This is my endorphin boost. This is this. Instead of them going, wow, you've really educated me. I'm just like, I want the laugh. I want the banter. Yeah. So um, yeah. And I feel so happy in my home. Like I've got a nice little, nice table <laughs> when people come over. <laughs> That's all you need. All you need is a table. <laughs> exactly. Well, table and, of- an, and potentially an oven or something yeah. to cook with. <laughs> um, so, so where are you going to host your dinner party at, at yours, at your table or, or somewhere else? I, st- I, I thought long and hard about this and I was like, I love hosting at my, at my house. Cause I know that everything's there. Like sometimes when you go to like a studio kitchen or whatever, and you go and start working in there yeah. and they've got nothing and you're like, I just want to get some tongs to pick this up or do this or do that. So in my kitchen, I know I've got everything. I know where everything is. I could be quite relaxed. Yeah. I, I know how the trays work in the oven. <laughs> you know, I don't have to worry about yeah. not There's having enough bowls. There's nothing worse than trying to figure out how you can fit all the trays in, in someone else's oven. <laughs> it's like my 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 uh, kitchen is now like an origami, like sort of like network of trays that fit in. Like sometimes I do videos <laughs> and I like open up my top oven and there's like trays hidden in there. And I'm like, where'd you come from? So in an, in an ideal world, I would host it at mine. Um, and then, yeah, if not, I would do it now. Probably where I got married, actually. I love that venue. It was, uh, it was oh, a really yeah. great venue. Where did, you, where did you get married? <clears throat> so we got married at the Clapton Country Club in, um, in London. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we did, we did it on a budget and it was great. Like the, the, the venue and the food, we took like the, the lowest package. <laughs> it was like a buffet, yeah. um, but their food's insane. So it was just like, we've actually lucked out. And then the, the, the wedding before us, they were, how do you say, very posh and had a lot of money. And they kitted out <laughs> the whole space with so many flowers. And we spent like 500 quid on flowers and just had like some nice bits on the tables. And they were like, uh, I think her Amazing. name was like Portia. And Portia and someone was like very posh name. And they were like, <laughs> Is it, is it okay if we leave the flowers? It's just a bit of a hassle for us. And we were like, yes. Beautiful. Had all these like streamers. <laughs> so yeah, I think I would go back there because it's amazing. But it was uh, quite a big space to fill. And I don't think I have that many friends. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs>
what a win that they left the flowers. So lucky. Honestly, we were like, uh, like they were there in the morning and I was kind of like, who are you? Like, come on, get out. It's our turn. And then the, the mum was yeah, just like, Yeah, they tight oh, yeah. pack them in, don't they? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like they'd done the, the day before and they were like taking bits and pieces out. And then, yeah, there was these, honestly, I, I'll send you a picture afterwards. It was like all of the, the top bit, all the roof, all the lights go. It was all wrapped around there. These massive, must have cost thousands, like flowers on the, the bar. Wow. And I was just like, yeah, great. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Perfect. <laughs> So my wedding advice is uh, do your wedding on a Saturday. Did you then have to take them down? <laughs> no, no, we just left them. We left them like at the venue. They were just like, yeah, it's nothing to do with you. It's theirs. So yeah, we just left them. Great. Yeah. What a win. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we're, we're hosting at your house. Yeah. Around your table. Um, let's talk about the table. Are you styling the table? Do you have a theme? Uh, what 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 so, you go to? So I think at, at the minute, I, I, like <laughs> I'm really into um, what do they call it? J- Japandi, like the the yeah. Japanese Scandi blend. So I love yeah. Scandi stuff and the sort of like very simple neutral plates and like you know rustic plates. You know nothing that's like all this circular perfectness. I like all like the little wobbly intricate weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would definitely be that. And then I would leave a lot of space for food. Um, so I wouldn't dress the table too much. It would just be very simple pile of plates, which will, this will probably make more sense later. Decent cutlery. Mm-hmm. I hate terrible cutlery. Um, it has to be functioning cutlery that's not shiny. I, I, I don't know. I've got a phobia against okay. shiny cutlery. I like that sort of like un polished kind of like matty kind like, of metal. Like matte. Yeah. 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 That's a bit of me. Nice. Um, and then just some nice, uh, like rustic-y kind of like, um, what do we call it? What are they called? Napkins. Nice. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a pop of colour from the napkins. Napkins. Because <clears throat> at my house, nice. I've got this like nice wooden table. And I suppose in, a, in an ideal world, there'll be a bit more space either side, but we, we have to compensate for that. Longer table. So it's like a big, nice, long wooden table. Um, yeah, greens and, uh, and, and whites. That's my kind of colours and a pop of orange just for a nice. bit of, uh, yeah, colour. So I like that lovely. burnt orange. Burnt orange <laughs> is very on trend this year, apparently. It is, according to Pinterest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing some work with Pinterest and they said burnt orange is in. And I was like, wow, I've just bought a burnt orange jumper before this even <laughs> happened. I'm so on trend. <laughs> I'm so on trend. <laughs> I love the Pinterest trends. They're all so, like, uh, wild. I'm yeah. actually working with them at the moment as well on. Um, on an event in their space and it's around that like weird core trend that they have at the moment like the mush yeah. room mush dash rooms you know they the lo- one they i love mean a pun, don't it's they? wild yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah all the stuff that i'm sourcing is like wiggly and wobbly and and yeah it's fun <laughs> great great they're a good bunch of the, the pinterest lot yeah yeah they are they're super fun um Going back to the cutlery, I'm yeah. curious. If you go out and there's shiny cutlery, how do you deal with that? I'm, I'm, the thing is, I'm normally just a bit of a fork eater. <laughs> I don't know if this is like okay. a thing of being a chef, but I'm very much like if there's like proper cutlery, I'm not like a, a snob and would sit there and like be like, oh, I must use my cutlery. I'm just like a, I like a fork. I don't know. I just enjoy eating with a fork. So even if it's just like cut mm. the meat and then just fork it normally um so i think i could deal with it but when 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 a place has good cutlery or i'm i went to uh what is it called the watershed project um in in hackney i got invited to a meal there and it was the cutlery was amazing it was all this weird kind of like like almost like half-sized butter knives and like weird spoons and it just made it really really cool and i was just like oh i'm into this i'm into this yeah it's like uh it's like how a glass of wine tastes nicer out of a nice wine glass. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how you get like really if you smashed. Go, if you go to a pub... And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you go and you get one of those really cheap shit ones that's yeah. like really thick glass and you're like, this wine tastes crap. Yeah, Whereas yeah. You can put it in like a super fancy glass and you're like, oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the ones that go like that. They're like so big yeah. that you kind of hold them like a like some kind of like mafia god. But I, I normally drink everything out of these. 
I drink my oh, coffee yeah, out nice. of these. But then these, this is the stuff that gets you hammered because you end up like pouring one. You're like two sips. You're like done. And you don't know how many glasses of wine you've drunk until you finish like the third yeah. bowl. And you're like, hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, you feel Not so confident the as well. And then you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> okay, so we've set the scene. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Let's talk about your guests. Yeah. So one dead, one alive, one fictional. Oh, my the one dead is uh Robin Williams. I uh Oh I amazing. It. I so I'm I, I find he's one of those people that you watch any of his movies and he can make you smile, he can make you bloody cry, he makes you happy. Patch Adams is one of my favourite films ever. And yeah, mm-hmm. just him. I, I don't know if it's ever true, but when you Google his name and you put quotes in the quotes that are attached to him are so amazing. Like sometimes I just literally get like have a couple of glasses of wine and just sit there and just like Google Robin Williams quotes and read them. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, oh, Robin, you, you're the man. Yeah, they're, they're really lovely. And like some big, of them are big so- Friday night in. <laughs> exactly. Well, I've got a kid, so like, yeah, that's when that's my Friday nights. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but he's um, yeah, he's brilliant. And I think yeah, if you ever look at his quotes, you'll be like. I you know sometimes you know see those like panels that are made. It's like a picture of him, and then it's like a quote, and you're like, "Did he actually say it? Yeah, or did he not? I don't really care. I just believe that he said it because it's such a yeah. good quote. So I roll with it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do some some googling after this for sure. <laughs> please do. Should I do? Should I Google one now? Yeah, please <laughs> for the listeners. Yeah. Here <laughs> uh, we go. Robin Williams quotes. Uh, oh, look, this is the best one. You're only given a little. <laughs> here we go, right? You're only given a little spark of madness. You mustn't lose it. Oh yeah, that's nice. What's another one? He's a, he's a wise, wise man. Yeah, look, you'll have bad times, but they will always wake up to something you weren't paying attention to. Oh, yeah, these like those pages. <laughs> I'm getting a, I'm getting an insight. <laughs> Just like, oh, oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Love it, yeah. So, yeah Drinking he... out of your small wine glass. <laughs> you really got me. And a packet of crisps, mainly Watsits. <laughs> oh, I love Watsits. you got to get the big ones. Yeah, but have you tried the new <laughs> ones? They're doing like, I think they're called Crunchies. Oh. Watsits. They're I delicious. Haven't. Go and get them if you like Watsits. Okay, great. Very you good. Sponsored by this. This is a <laughs> break in the, in the podcast. <laughs> What's it if you want to sponsor this podcast? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Do you think? I mean, I know that Robin Williams would be a great dinner party guest. Yeah, I just think he's. I, I, I just, I. So when I, if I have friends, I've got a great group of boy mates, and there's always like, there's the the one that's kind of like quite. Uh, sort of like not politically charged, but likes to bring up topics that kind of like like antagonize people. And then there's the one that like thinks he knows all of the facts. And then there's always like one that's kind of like here for a laugh and sort of like bring a bit of like vibe and a bit of banter to it. And I think that's what Robin Williams would be. He would just be like the person that was sort of like, I don't know, just change topics, have a laugh, be fun, you know, bring up some good conversation starters. Cause it's always weird dinner parties when like people don't talk. So it's just like, how do you like yeah. get someone that's going to be that person that's going to be like, oh, have you thought about your little spark of madness? And then all of a sudden it was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, I reckon he could ask some good questions. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, who's your alive guest? Uh, Dave Grohl. Okay. Yeah, I... Um, Reason why? God, he's just a legend. He's just a legend. And... <laughs> He, I can't remember the name of the documentary that he did, um, which was, I think it was called Blinding Lights or something, where it was kind of like the recording of one of his albums and the, the, the end part of that thing. It was like the whole, I think it was the whole sort of story of him and Nirvana and all of that. And at the end, it was just like mm-hmm. him in his garage, like he was basically sort of taking a step all the way back. He was like in a garage, set up a recording studio. He was recording this like really heavy guitar riff. And then all of a sudden his daughter came in and was like, Daddy, Daddy, can um, can we go swimming? And he was just like, one minute, darling, one minute. And he was just like riffing out. And I'm just like, he's just such a nice dude. Like, I don't know anyone that's ever said anything <laughs> horrible about him. Not that I know his mates or whatever, but he just comes across mm-hmm. as like the most amazing person. 
and he's got a ton of stories. And I think that's like massive, like a dinner party, someone that can kind of like talk mm. about a topic and all of a sudden they've got a story about it. And I think that's what keeps things going. And I'd just love to meet him. To yeah, be fair. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything, I mean, that's why you picked these guests, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything you'd really want to ask him or like anything you'd be really curious about in particular? Oh, I don't know. There'll be so much to talk about. I, I mean, I'm one of those music fans that I'm like, I love music, but I don't really like get geeked out on it. But I'd love to understand mm-hmm. like all of like the Nirvana days. I'd love to talk to him about that. So I'm like, I listen to Nirvana. I think they're amazing. I love them. But I couldn't be like, can you tell me about this song? <laughs> I've got some of my yeah. favorite fans now. <laughs> I don't even know the lyrics to the songs, but I think I do. And, you know, so, um, yeah. Just like I think when you about... think you do, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was doing it the other day with a friend who was singing a song. And he was like, what are you singing? And I was like, the lyrics. He was like, got them up. And I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, though, when you think you've got them right. Yeah. But they're actually totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really bad. Yeah. Oh, funny. And then, and then your fictional guest to round it off. Um, so this, this will be, uh, Forrest Gump. Um, okay. Yeah. I, uh, it's a bit unfair cause I, I love, I love Tom Hanks and I think he, again, he's one of those people that's just got a lot of stories, but if we talk about Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. he's, the whole thing is about stories. He's, he's lived so many lives, done so many things. And again, with dinner parties, you need the conversation. You need like stories and like when, People talk about me. They ask about like my old ultramarathon running days. And then you get talking about that and people are like, wow. So Forrest Gump, you've got him like running across uh, America. You've got him in the war. You've got him working on the shrimp boat. You've got his love story with Jedi. There's so many things. And I'll just be like, <laughs> good chat. You just skimmed over that whole ultramarathon thing. <laughs> yeah. So a long, a long story short. Yeah. <laughs> A long story short, so I used to do, uh, I say used to do, I used to play a lot of rugby and I used to be really like quite fit as a kid, you know, I was always like the sporty kid. And then when I became a chef, life became too hectic for me to really warrant trying to look after my health, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started like working at a cookery school and I was like, you know what, I, I need to look after myself. I was smoking, I was drinking, I was doing all the bad things. And then I was like, right. I'm going to sign up to a 10K. So I did a 10K and I was like, oh, that wasn't too bad. You know, my fitness is still there. And then it kind of just escalated. I was like, right, I've done a 10K. What's next? I was like, uh, let's do a, a triathlon. So I did an Olympic distance triathlon at the in London. So it's like a 10K at the end. I was like, fine, I can do the 10K bit. Mm-hmm. Swimming, ah, I can blag it. So I did it. And I was like, oh, it wasn't too bad, actually. I did all right. I was like, you know, I obviously trained for it. And then... After that, I'm one of those people that's like a box ticky person. So I was like, right, what is next? Yeah. I was like, what's next in the thing? And it was like, okay, you've got to do a half Ironman. So did the half Ironman. I was like, perfect. And I was like, next. I was like, let's do an ultra marathon. So I did a 46 mile ultra marathon. And I was like, what's next? And then I did Bloody this 86 hell. mile one, then a hundred miler, <laughs> and then an Ironman, then a double Ironman. And then I retired. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> yeah. And so not for me. <laughs> no. But the thing is that I, I try just and say look at to... people that run marathons and things and like, I'm just like in awe. I'm like, I don't know how. <laughs> it's, 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 as I say, it's, it's all up top. I 100% believe yeah. it. Like I, I've gone for runs where I've, I've felt like in a non hippy dippy way, but like really quite sort of like spiritual in a way that I just feel like nothing else is going on around me. I'm just running. I'm not thinking about running and I'm just plodding along. And like I could, like this is no brag, but I could go and knock out like a marathon today if I wanted to, just like go and run. I haven't been training, but it's all to do with your headset. If you're in, if you're in a good mind space and you're not thinking about how far you're running or what time you're doing or anything like that, you'll get through it. I could get anyone through a marathon, hundred percent, hands down. I should do the Martin Marathon Challenge. I could get anyone through it. Because yeah, my thing with running is I just find it so boring. If yeah. I'm not, if I, if my brain doesn't like detach from the fact that I'm running. Yeah, I'm just like, how much longer do we, how much longer are we running for? <laughs> yeah, and I think and it's then, the like thing. every time I'm like, are we still running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's the thing in, in like you know when when you if if you sign up for an event, this is the thing if you if you sign up for a 10k, you will 
put the hours in or the time in to make sure that 10k is enjoyable and that's the thing that i said to my friend he did an iron man i said just do the training to make sure that you have got that base level of fitness you'll get through it you just want to make sure you actually enjoy it um but if you're just running for the sake of running people find it very boring you know people run for a mm. certain reason it's either good for their brain you know they they like to have a think while they're running or they're just weird and just enjoy running um but yeah, <laughs> you could you could get through it, guaranteed. Well, not sure I'm going to put that to the test, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should, you should. It's, uh, I'll have yeah. it in my brain next time I go for a run. Like, no, 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 you can do this. <laughs> yeah, and, and Forrest Gump. you got to just keep on running. And Forrest Gump. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that all started from. <laughs> okay, so we've got your three guests. Do you think, do you think they'd interact well together? Yeah, absolutely. I I think uh, I feel like Forrest Gump would probably be a little bit sort of like uh, aloof to the side a little bit. It will kind of sort of be a bit like not not get so involved. Robin Williams will be there Mm. and and Dave Grohl will be like firecrackers. They'll get on like a house on fire Um, and then they'll kind of like get Gump in. And then when Gump starts talking, then they'll all be like, yeah, it just needs one catalyst. That's all it is. That's why I think Robin Williams and Dave Grohl will be good catalysts for a conversation. Yeah, I think that's a good group. I can see it. <laughs> okay, so a bit of atmosphere. What are you listening to at your dinner party? Um, so I so at the at the minute, I'm all, I'm I'm a big Foles fan. So um, me too. Yeah, I feel I feel like that their music takes you on so many like weird journeys i listen to them when i'm like getting on the train and i'll get on like listening to like black ball and be like and then i'll leave get listen to like spanish sahara and be like in tears getting off the tube i'm like the music (laughs) is just like (laughs) like this um yeah yeah i think a bit of that uh just because i like it and i think it's kind of like you can have it as a good background music um Mm -hmm. But then, like, my music choice is so weirdly eclectic because I, like, will put, like, foals on and then do the old Spotify shuffle. And then just you never know mm. what's coming up. Sometimes you're just like, oh, my God. But I think I've been stuck in this, like, sort of, like, sphere of music that I just haven't got out for a while. Um, but something like Jose Gonzalez, big fan of, like, his yeah. sort of, like, beautiful guitar-y vibes. But then also a bit of a mm-hmm. fan of like, I know it's going to sound weird, but like Titty Shaker music. If you ever type in Titty Shaker <laughs> on Spotify, you okay. get some really like upbeat kind of like. Um, I'm absolutely going like, to do that. After yeah. It's like rockabilly, but like sort of like, a, yeah, I can't really explain it, but it's great. Yeah. I just okay. have a bit of that in the background for a bit of vibe. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think Foles, um, Foles is definitely good dinner party background music. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, cool. they're good vibes. Have you seen them live? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan girl. Like I, um, we, my <laughs> wife used to work for Vans, and they had their okay. house of Vans in Waterloo, and they did a gig there, and it was unbelievable. I don't, I don't think I'd ever sweated so much in my life because uh, <laughs> there was like 500 people, and I was like, as soon as they came on, I was like. Bye, wife. I was like, I'm down the front. <laughs> I was just like, in it. Whether you want to stay together or not, it's impossible. I think. Yeah. Well, she was she was pregnant at the time. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. So she was like at the back, and you I was like, like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My husband and I saw them at uh, Ali Pali. Uh, must have been a few years ago now. Um, and you know, when you go to Ali Pali, they make you take the top of the bottle of they keep the top of the wine bottle lid. Yeah. So we bought a bottle of wine and we had poured a bit into two glasses. And then just before it started, we were like, pour the rest into the glasses, get rid of the bottle. Like, and it was red wine and they came on and I kid you not, everyone just like went mental and both of our glasses of wine went in the air and we <laughs> both had just red wine all over us from the very beginning. And then it was Perfect. just like, yeah, red wine, sweat. The Ali, the Ali Pali gig, I, I I was there, and it would have been um, it would have been 2019 because my wife was pregnant, yeah. and we went to uh, we went to the Azores. We went to Portugal the day after the gig. Um, so yeah, yeah, I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it must have there. been must have been about then. <laughs> yeah, because um, because it was Jack a good one. The, yeah, Jack the drummer from Foles, mm-hmm. he. Um, we we ended up connecting on Instagram and I, I sort of like 
weirdly was like, oh my God, he's messaging me. Oh my God, why why is he messaging me? Because he's a big foodie as well. So he's got his own little foodie account, mm-hmm. which is sort of like a bit private for him. And uh, Oh, I didn't we know that. Sort of, yeah, so we, I was just like messaging, just like, oh my God, Jack from the Foles is like messaging me. <laughs> and then now it's sort of like, <laughs> you know, we message each other every now and then and sort of like he released a hot sauce with Sauce Shop and we, well, we went to like their pizza thing. Um but yeah, still trying to sort of like be a bit more buddy with him because I, I keep wanting to watch Foles as as many times as possible live because I don't know how much longer they're going to be going on for. So I'm always just like, mm. right, I've got to get one more or two more live Foles gigs in before they uh, call it a yeah. day because you never know when it will happen. Yeah, with that Ali Pali, uh, whenever that Ali Pali one was, 2019, we actually saw them twice in the same week, I think. Wow. Because yeah. they... Um, I went to Kingston Uni, um, and in Kingston they have like a um, a record shop. What's it called? Banquet Re- Banquet Records, and they do. They're like a really old record shop, and um, they put on gigs with all of these amazing people. And it's always like ten pounds a ticket or something, but it's really small because yeah. it's in one of the clubs there. I don't know if you've ever been to one. Um, all the way through uni, they had amazing people come in. And then occasionally we'd just go back to Kingston if we could get cheap tickets. Um, so we saw them twice in one week and we were just like right on the front with them at that right. one. And then went to Ali Pali and we're like, oh, you're so far away now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're because we saw him at Latitude as well. My my friend had never seen him before and he, he doesn't really listen to a great deal of music and he didn't really know who they were. And I was like, right, just, just sort of listen to this. I gave him a few of like the bangers. And then, uh, yeah, when they came on, it was just like, yeah, I, I'd seen them like a couple of weeks before. So I was just like, I know what's coming on. This is going to be the South. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, when you know the set list already. <laughs> I know. It's weird. But it's sort of like, yeah, they, 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 their new album had come out. And it was like, yeah, that, that first song, the Wake Me Up one. And it was just like the drum intro. And I was mm. just like, oh, oh, yeah. Good good vibes. Good feels. That's what I was like. Yeah, for. great. Okay. So let's uh, let's get into the main the main event let's talk yeah. about the food okay uh what are we going to eat at your your dream dinner party you can do drinks and food together or we can come back to drinks afterwards well, let's, let's, i think i think we'd start with drinks because i think if like the people come in and i'd rather hit them with a nice drink and a good beverage before the old yeah. party gets started so I'm a big fan of uh simple strong cocktails so um a negroni is my favorite and i think there's nothing better than having a nice strong Negroni to sort of like let everyone relax and sort of just like, um, and, and if you're going to give people a big feast, I sometimes feel if you drink quite a few beers before you have a meal, then you feel a bit like bloated before you get started into the main event. So yeah, Negroni or a, or a margarita, a mezcal margarita Ooh, yeah. is, uh, yeah, a smoky one, really into smoky stuff. Mm. So it'd be like a smoky mezcal margarita or a smoky Negroni. As they enter. Nice. How would you make that? How would you make that smoky margarita? So uh, th- I don't have a clue. I um, I, I, <laughs> I had one. <laughs> I had one at a place, uh, and <laughs> there's a there's a rooftop bar. This is a funny story. There's a rooftop bar in the standard in King's Cross. I can't remember what it's called, but it's just like okay. this sort of like fancy bar. So oh, I went into. Uh, the- I think I know what it's called. Uh, De- Decimo, is that it? That's it, Decimo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was me and like I've got two really good friends. We're almost like the characters out of the Hangover. One's a dentist and one's like mm-hmm. a um, oh, one's a, a doctor, so he would be like the dentist character, and the other one's like uh, a a bloody he does stuff with money. I don't even know what he does with money. He does something. <laughs> he and, does stuff with money. Yeah, and then there's me, like the rogue one. So it's always been like the Hangover. We are the Hangover. And um, we'd had a few beers and we went, I was like, let's go get some cocktails at this bar at the top of the thing because it's a lovely view. We don't see each other much. Blah, blah, blah. Walked up to the door. Nah, mate, you're not coming in. I was like, what? We want to go to the cocktail bar at the top? And they're like, <laughs> no, you're not coming in. So it was like, fine. Go downstairs into the standard bit downstairs, drinking. And then we're like, how do we go upstairs? They're like, you can't go upstairs. And then my mates were pissed and they started <laughs> doing the whole do you not know who you think he is? You know, do, do you not know who this guy is? And they started like showing, like, I've never done this in my life. Like, I, and I still feel weird that I've got a million followers on TikTok. But they were like showing them my TikTok going like, look, he's got a million followers. The, the waitresses <laughs> were having none of it. They were like, no, no, no. Then one of them followed me on TikTok and was just like, 
we'll get you up there. So then we, we went round and then we went up there. They didn't want to let us in because we looked like riffraff. Like, I don't think we looked like riffraff. And yeah. then, um, anyway, so we went in and we drank a lot of mezcal margaritas, a lot. And they were smoking. Ooh, yeah. So I presume the smokiness came from the smoky mezcal. I don't know how they do it. Um, so you would have, you would have the smoky margs from Decimo specifically. I'll get them, them deliveroo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah would, perfect. Uh, I'd be like, do you not know who I think I am? Deliveroo them to me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. God, you you definitely make some connections, don't you? I don't. I, but the thing is, I've been in there before. They they didn't ask any questions. Like I've literally just walked in and been like, "Can I go upstairs?" And they're like, "Sure." You know. So I don't understand what the the policy is to get in that place. Who knows? No, anyway. Maybe it was a. Um... Maybe it was a specific night or something. Maybe they had something going on. Who knows? It was dead. There was nothing. But then, there was but nothing then they found out you have a million TikTok followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh god, I might play that card a few more times. Oh, funny. Yeah, no, definitely. One thing I don't think we uh, on the same kind of same kind of thing. We went on our honeymoon last year, and I don't know why we've not told people it was our honeymoon on every trip we've ever been on before. <laughs> exactly, it's the gateway, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm like, why did we, why have we never done this? Yeah, yeah. Got the ring we, now, me. Do it on every day from now on. We, we went to, uh, we went to Portugal for my friend's, uh, we got married on my friend's birthday. Like, so he's like my best mate. And like, yeah, okay. so his, so now every year it's like, oh God, do we celebrate our wedding anniversary or do we go on holiday with my mate? And we went to Portugal and it was the first time we'd flown from like Terminal 5. And I, I pulled the honeymoon card. I was just like, uh, we've just got married. Um, we're on our honeymoon. Is there any chance of getting us into a lounge for a couple of hours? And uh, they said no. <laughs> <laughs> As it it's well, you've got to try. You've got to exactly. try. <laughs> you don't ask, you don't get, right? <laughs> exactly. That, that was my philosophy. My wife was like, what did you go and ask? I was like, to get yeah. in a lounge. She was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> Well, nothing. Just sat, no, no, no. We just sat in Pret and had a coffee and a sandwich instead. <laughs> Much more romantic. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so we're having either Negronis or Smoky Margs. Yeah. As a welcome drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in, grab a drink. Yeah. Okay. Get loose. Um, yeah. So that'll be that. Where are we going then- from there? But for starters, I, I, I don't want to, um, initially, I don't want like a sit down meal. So, um, it will be some very obscure, I say obscure, some, um, nostalgic canapes that aren't necessarily canapes. Um, okay. as a sort of like quite a, as quite a filling first course, but sort of like, you know, not, not like little nibbles. So my mum used to do these really, um, weird, well, weird, but they're just really nostalgic to me. She used to get a baguette. <laughs> And I would just remember seeing bags them in the freezer because you used to do them the night before. So you should do a baguette, butter both sides, cream cheese, and then cheese, and then paprika. And then she would put them on a tray, put them in the mm. freezer so they go hard. And then the next day she would just like bake them off. And my God, the amount that me and my brother used to eat, we used to not even wait for them to come out of the oven. And we would just be like, they're just amazing. Like a cheesy garlic bread, but mm. so much butter. So what? Um, so- so she'd slice it up and then add the things. Yeah. So, you know, okay. like if you went to Pizza Hut and gotcha. you would get those terrible garlic breads that were like baguette cut on the angle. It was like that. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you would get, so there'd be like a nice sort of two, three biter. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So like lots Bush, of those I love things. Sort of just, yeah. <laughs> just like those revolving, like go on, keep them coming. Like boom, 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 boom. Um, Cause they're easy to prep and they're one of those things. That's the thing with a dinner party. I, if I'm hosting and I'm cooking, I don't want to be like stuck in the kitchen the whole time. I'd like to have things that, yeah, you know, sure. probably already done. It could just be like emptied out. Um, and then another sort of like canapé that's quite nostalgic. Cause it was like the first one I'd ever learned was a, um, a mini Yorkshire pudding with uh, like really mm. thinly sliced beef and horseradish, like proper 80s. But um, they're just like, they look cool. They're tasty. And I yeah. remember doing dinner parties when I first started cooking for like my mum's family and friends. I was like 15 and I'll do these. And everyone was like, wow, it's going to be the next big thing. I was like, I saw it, <laughs> I saw it in a cooking show. Like it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, and then the other one, I, I love a good skewer, like a good chicken skewer and a sticky mm-hmm. sausage. Um, yeah. so 
sticky, Agreed. like really simple honey mustard, really sticky little chipolatas in a bowl, like bowl food with some cocktail sticks. Um, yeah, my friend Delicious. got married in Cornwall, and again, it was like I positioned myself perfectly on the stairs where the bar was and the kitchen exit was. So I was like in reaching distance of Pims and fresh hot sausages coming <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm that, that I'm that person that finds where the canapes are coming from at an event yeah. <laughs> and will stand there. Absolutely. And That's, to, you to have the to. point where the people know that I'm standing there. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got, you got to be sensible at a wedding. You've got to fill up on those canapes <laughs> because it's just a constant booze fest. And if you don't, then your, your yeah. night's going to end very soon because you won't make it through the meal. <laughs> like my wedding, I was no, absolutely disaster. hammered. Absolutely hammered. But <laughs> I mean... As long as you enjoyed it, that's the main thing, isn't it? Had an amazing time. I, I tell you, the, the, the one thing is like, I I got so hammered. Not I wasn't that hammered, but I was sort of like on the, the the point of tipping into extremely hammered. And it was time to do the speeches. And I'd sort of paced myself really well, got to do the speeches. And normally I'm very good at like public speaking and chatting and all this stuff. And my mind went blank. I had the, the whole speech written on my phone. <laughs> and I just couldn't, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even say anything, not because I was drunk, but because I was just like, so like, just in this moment, I literally got one line from my speech and I was just like, fuck, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, I was like, thank you all for coming. I'm going to go and sit down now. And that was it. That was it. Yeah, um, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, so. um, we actually did our speeches before, before the meal in our like drinks reception, just so that we got them out of the way and then everybody could chill. Yeah, yeah. There's um, so much pressure on them. Which like, is nice. Madness. Yeah. But... Okay, so so we're doing canapes canapes for starter. Yeah. Canapes so for starter can... or canapes and then starter? No, canapes for starter. I, I think it'll be yeah. more of like a... Because <clears throat> it'll make more sense when the main meal is there. It's like more of like yeah. a, a mingling kind of social vibe to start off with. So, yeah, like your Negronis, yeah. like, ah, and then everyone's having a bit of fun and you're making sure everyone's actually eating something um so yeah people don't get too hammered where are we going after that so main meal i'm a big fan of um smorgasbords so a big table of stuff i wouldn't want um (laughs) i wouldn't want someone to have a meal that they don't want to eat so what i mean by that is if i went to you you're gonna have salmon on croute and then you're like I fucking hate salmon. I hate pastry (laughs) and I hate green vegetables. So my style of food and cooking that I love to do for dinner parties is like lots of different things with lots of like little sort of like toppers and sauces and stuff. So very sort of like Middle Eastern vibes. There'll be like big bowls of like bulgur, big bowls of like, you know, roasted butternut squash and beetroot and all that kind of stuff. Big, massive carrots, uh, like bowls of sort of like, you know, cheeses, uh, almost like a bit of a buffet, but then lots of like little things like chimichurris and dukas and, um, you know, nut sprinkles and um, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. So that people can kind of like build their own plate and then not feel too like frowned upon if they're like, you know, not eating their meal. You know, they can kind of take what they want. And this also plays into like the whole food waste element as well, which uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not like a weirdo and like fixate on it, but the, <laughs> the idea of like creating like, individual things that can then be used at a later date so you know say for example i've roasted a load of butternut squash and beetroot and you've got a big tray of it with loads of fresh herbs and all of that you know people don't eat all of it and it's all right you can just sort of like press it down put it into some phyllo pastry with some feta bake it and then you've got a meal the next day you know i think if you end up making things that are a completed dish and then people don't eat them then it's kind of like okay what do we do with it whereas like big smorgasbord Mm. of stuff it's something that you can have for a couple of days after as well so yeah, nothing wrong with leftovers either. Love a leftover. No, absolutely. Pizza, two mm. days later, is the best. Agreed. <laughs> Do you like cold. leftover pizza, cold or hot, was my question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a cold person. I love it cold. Uh, I mean, one of my friends messaged me the other day and I was like, Mark, you must have seen this. And I was like, what is it? And he was just like, you put your domino's pizza in a frying pan with a bit of water and your lid on and then apparently it like rehydrates it and then when the water disappears mm. it crisps up the bottom so you have this perfect recooked pizza and i'm just like, i just love a bit cold bit of pizza I don't know what it is just like especially if it's domino's cold 
Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, everything's it's, so something solid. Something happens to the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> yeah. But also another tip, we um we bought a we just got like a pizza stone that we put mm. in the oven. And if you put Domino's on that, then the bottom it just gets more delicious than it was in the first place. Yeah. I, I used to work at Pizza Hut <clears throat> when I was like thirteen or Amazing. something. And I remember their like deep pan bases being so oily and so crispy. And that was the one thing I used to love. And then I got a Pizza Hut maybe a couple of months ago, just like I was on delivery and saw it. I was like, I haven't had a Pizza Hut in mm. years. I'm going to have one. It yeah, just wasn't who wants Pizza Hut now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Domino's is like taking over the market. And then, um, yeah. yeah, what's the other one? Papa John's. I haven't had a Papa John's in like yeah. years. Me but... neither, since I was at uni, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they do that weird garlic butter that's not really butter or garlic. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, delicious. Yeah. Nice. How did we get onto that? <laughs> oh. Reheating food. <laughs> <laughs> Leftovers. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so main, what um, what drinks are you having with your main? So again, I think I'm a, I'm a sort of like person that would like to cater for uh, everyone. And because it's kind of quite a bit of a relaxed mm-hmm. atmosphere, I think I'll have a couple of bottles of red couple of bottles of Prosecco and um, just some nice beers. I'm a big fan of Beaver Town. So I think I'd have a couple of like, yep. you know, Gamma Rays. Love the Gamma Ray. Um, yep. And then, you know, and then the, I can never, it's called, this is how shit I am at things, Campo Viejo. Campo Viejo? It's the red wine. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like I know the one. Six yeah, pound yeah. a bottle. And it's amazing. It's like the most drinkable yeah. red wine and most delicious wine. So I'd have like 20 bottles of that. And then um, yeah. some Prosecco from the co-op, just because I'm, I'm basic. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds and great. People, people can carry over the Negronis if they want to, but I think you need a bit of a bit of a break from the Negroni when you're having your meal. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah. Agreed. Negroni's quite intense to have with a meal. And, yeah, a bit of a slosher. If you have it all the way through, you're going to be yeah. annihilated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just maybe not interested in the meal at all, <laughs> depending exactly. on how many you've had. <laughs> Yeah, all the grownies. <laughs> okay. Dessert? So I, I'm not much of a dessert person, but, you know, you've got to cater for the masses. So if a dessert came along, I'd normally, on a menu, I'd go for a cheese board, 100%. Um, and on our wedding, we had a cheesecake, like a cheese tower. Um, yeah, but everyone yeah. was so hammered that no one touched it. So we ended up having this beautiful statue of cheese <laughs> to take home. <laughs> um, um, so it's a very similar thing happened at my wedding. And I actually talked about this on another episode um, yesterday. Uh, we had a wedding cake, but we cut it and then it went away. And then I found it in the kitchen in the morning <laughs> and it never got put out. <laughs> yeah, so we also just took like massive slabs of cake home, which um, I wasn't the end of the world no we had cheese in our freezer for absolutely ages we were just like fuck we were like just found it like wedges of like stilton still there from like two years ago like okay fair enough lovely um so yeah cheese but then also i'm i'm a big coffee fan and i think you need a little pick-me-up at the end Mm -hmm. so i'm a big fan of like a good affogato yeah and and they kind of look cool great cool um Mm. And it's not too heavy, uh, so like an affogato. And then there was a, a restaurant called, uh, well, there's Moro, which is an Exmouth market, but then the one next door to it, Morito, uh, my friend used to work at Moro, and he put me on to Pedro Jimenez Sherry. Uh, so it would be affogato with PX Sherry as a as a sort Ooh. of like little... Mm. Nice. Yeah. It's making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then there'll have to be not like an old school whiskey selection, but like maybe three or four nice whiskeys to sort of like tempt my uh, my customers if they want one. Because mm. I'll definitely be having one. Tempt my so. customers. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love a whiskey. Who do you think? Who do you think out of your guests would um would would go for a whiskey? I I I want to say they're they're all quite uh, I don't I, I want to say they're all quite um, sort of not raucous like they're not like a raucous bunch that would like 
you know, be going wild. So I think I think Dave Grohl will probably have he'll probably have a bourbon or bu- a bourbon or whatever we call him because he's a yeah he's American. <laughs> um, I feel like Robin Williams will be quite educated and he would probably want a nice like single malt just to sort of like swirl around and enjoy. Um, and then what, what would Forrest Gump? What would he do? I, th- I think he'd actually be quite a, like an inquisitive drinker. I think he would probably like like a little mm. a little sipper. Depends what era you got him in. If you got him in the running phase, yeah. he'd probably be like, "Sorry, boys, I'm off the booze." But if you got him in the army phase, he'll probably be like, <laughs> "Why? Well, it, yeah, it's your choice which phase you get him in." Yeah, I'd want him in the hairy running phase. I think so. Uh, Mid run, <laughs> stopping off at your dinner party. Mid run. Yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> okay cool that sounds delicious okay so entertainment are you having any um i so i i'm as you know i love my music um and this is one that kind of like takes me back to my wedding so we got a band at our wedding and after the food they were they played a like a jazz kind of like funk set and then after that Amazing. once they'd done that then they went off stage, changed up, and then they did a heavy metal and rock set. So they were like this like two-pronged band that kind of just sort of like after food music and was like, yeah, yeah, this is nice. And then afterwards it just switched. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, Metallica, like it got heavy. Like there was mosh pits <laughs> at the wedding. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'd probably have something like that, like a nice live band, like do a little bit of like jazzy stuff and all of a sudden flip it into a, yeah. a bit of a hardcore uh, party set. Yeah. Although my house is quite small, but... That's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. It'll be all right. <laughs> Amazing. That all sounds incredible. So I have some quick fire questions for you. Yep. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. <laughs> I felt like I probably knew the answer <laughs> to that one. <laughs> uh, Favourite cookbook? Oh... God, I've got so many. Um, oh God, I'm having a look now. Just this is not very quick fire. I'd have to go cooking at home by David Chang. Don't have that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Anything particularly out of that that you love to cook? Um, it's not so much about what to cook in it. It's like the, his philosophy and ways of cooking within it. So it's like taking like things that you think aren't achievable from a restaurant scene into the home and showing you how you can use home equipment to create certain things. So it's really good. Mm. Um, Takeaway of choice. Oh, five guys. Five guys. What's your five guys order? Oh, so it's always the bacon, double cheeseburger, always the extra bacon and then jalapenos, grilled onions, not the fresh onions. because I don't like fresh onions uh, when they're raw. And then it would have a bit of lettuce, Tomato, mayonnaise, and then that'll be it. Chips or no chips? I find I, I you've got to get a small portion of chips because they put so many extra chips yeah, in there. Huge. <laughs> you end up going, yeah, I'm hungry. And then all of a sudden you've just got like half a bag of chips. So yeah, just a small yeah. portion of chips. Best restaurant you've been to? Ooh. So I don't, I don't necessarily eat out so much, but one that I have... Uh, a really lovely memory of um which was amazing there's a we, so my wife used to work in switzerland in like the italian half um and uh so she's worked for vans and like we stayed in a place called lugano which is like the monte carlo of switzerland so we were like this weird kind of like network of people that just like didn't have any money but lived in this very like rich area <laughs> yeah. and there was a place called uh, Cucina de Alice, the house of Alice. And it was like a tiny little, or the kitchen of Alice, was it? Cucina? Kitchen. Yeah, kitchen of Alice. This tiny little restaurant probably sat like 30, 40 people. And uh, their food was like a menu that had like six items on it. Very simple. Like you didn't even have to understand Italian to translate tomato and cheese. Like it mm-hmm. was like that. But the ingredients were just next level. Like I have never eaten a tomato like it. I have never eaten a burrata like it. I had it's so fresh, so so fresh, but just like tasted like like nothing I'd ever tasted before. And they did like a a sage, a butternut squash ricotta and sage uh, ravioli, and it was mm. just I, I honestly couldn't like I couldn't fault it. You have like the meats, and the meats just taste you know like cured meats. Yeah, it's a very happy place. Have you um? Do you go back? Have you been back since 
No, so I haven't been there. back. No, no, no. So we was there for two Wonder years. If it's still there. Yeah, I reckon it is. I reckon, don't think anything changes there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so little time. Honestly, it was so weird. Like it was an amazing experience. So I followed my wife out there, and I was kind of like. I mm-hmm. couldn't get a visa to stay there because we hadn't sorted things out yet. So I was kind of like doing 30 days in town with her, then going back to like London and doing my work in London, then coming back and forward. So I was like dipping in and out. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. Like you would walk down the high street and it would be like, like every shop had like 40, 50 grand Rolexes, like in the windows, like everything was like designer. It, people were driving around in like, ferraris and bentleys and we had like a subaru like 2001 estate that was like falling apart <laughs> and you're like driving down the street and everyone's like who are, who are these peasants that have no money yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah different life different <laughs> life <Peasants. laughs> yeah oh do you do you remember what the restaurant was called cucina de alice oh yeah you said cucina de alice yeah i'm just gonna go oh, it is there it's called La Cucina di Alice. There you go. Okay. Yep, perfect. still there. <laughs> no dinner party would be complete without food. <laughs> food, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> It'd be a bit shit if you turned up to a dinner party and then they didn't provide any food, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like, go, here, do you want to come in for dinner? Yeah, sure. What are we eating? What? <laughs> just, just I'm surprised over. nobody said that yet. <laughs> What have other people answered? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like food's maybe a given. <laughs> <laughs> okay, food's a given. Uh, let's go. A bit, let's go a bit more creative. No, but let's I like go. the I like the straight to the point answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like obviously. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Okay, last one. If you could only eat one country's cuisine for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, I'd have Tough to one. say, mm, I'd have to say Japanese. Okay, I think I think Japanese cuisine branches a lot of different things. Uh, you know, you've got all of the base things that you love, like rices and noodles. You've got sushi. You've got soups. You've got broths. Mm-hmm. You've got deep fried things. You can dip into the weirdness if you really want to the flavors that they have the sauces the condiments all of that is just amazing um delicious yeah yeah and it's pretty healthy as well japanese food so yeah japanese Mm. i've never eaten like in tokyo or proper japanese food in japan but um it's on the bucket list to do yeah i would love to do japan probably i actually have been but it was like a passing trip we went for like three days literally climbed mount fuji and then left again (laughs) very good went with my dad we didn't really do any of japan (laughs) i need to go back Uh, we wanted to go for our honeymoon but it was kind of we were still unsure about covid so we kind of decided against it yeah yeah Yeah. i'd love to do it properly yeah I, i stopped off in tokyo for like was it like 10 hours and they put me in a hotel, like a little stopover. But I just, I was so mm-hmm. knackered when I was coming back from Australia. I was like, I didn't even want to leave the hotel. I think I went, to, went and had some food in the hotel bar and then that was it. I was into bed. So yeah, I need to go back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those places you need to like do properly. There's so much mm. to see and so much, so much food to be eaten. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Okay. Well, that is everything. Thank you so Great. much. That was so fun. You're more than welcome. <laughs> I love I love having a chat about these things. <clears throat> I know it's so fun, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like you learn a lot about a person from like this kind of um these kind of questions. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh do you want to let people know where they can find you if they don't yeah. you? So my home address is uh no. So my um, <laughs> my my channel If they want to come around for dinner. Uh, <laughs> exactly yeah um so all of my my channels are Legom chef so l-a-g-o-m and then chef um i'm on mainly tiktok instagram facebook i don't even know if i do anything on there anymore um and then i'll be starting my youtube soon at some point so we'll see oh that's exciting yeah thank you so much no worries thanks for having me <laughs> you too <laughs> bye bye <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dine With Me. If you enjoyed it, I'd absolutely love if you would subscribe and leave us a review. Being a brand new podcast, it really, really helps for people to find us. If we've inspired you to get hosting and you fancy yourself some playful tableware or you need help setting the scene for an upcoming event, you can follow us at Studio Dine on socials or check out our website, studiodine.com. I'll see you next time.